making the impossible inevitable is really being firm in our yeses and our noes. So when your intuition speaks to you in response to an opportunity, an invitation, a pathway, an idea, a person, you need to be able to feel that yes and that no. And you need to know very clearly what it is that you want. Hey friends, welcome back to the Make It Inevitable podcast. I am your host, Stephanie Zamora, and today I want to talk about owning your no and why that is so critical to creating what it is that you really desire. First things first, in order to own your no, you have to be in alignment with the truth of who you are. You have to know yourself fully. You have to have a relationship to your body and therefore your intuition. You have to know what it is that you deeply desire. And knowing your personality type and your unique energetics, being in deep alignment with who you are at your core, not who the world expects you to be or who other people want you to be or who you think that you should be for whatever reason. You have to know yourself. So this goes back to that deeper alignment work that I'm constantly harping on throughout all of our conversations on the show. You have to know yourself fully. That way, you can claim what it is that you desire. You can be really clear on what's important to you. Now, part of making the impossible inevitable is really being firm in our yeses and our noes. So when your intuition speaks to you in response to an opportunity, an invitation, a pathway, an idea, a person, you need to be able to feel that yes and that no. And you need to know very clearly what it is that you want, what that looks like, what that feels like. Now, there's a lot to this. There are specific and there are non-specific manifestors. So this requires knowing a bit more about your energetics, your human design, to know which one you are. But essentially, you have to be clear on what it is that you want. How do you want to feel? What do you want things to look like? What are you willing and unwilling to tolerate from other people? What are your standards? What are your values? This requires a deep relationship to yourself and to all of these bits and pieces and what they mean for you. And it also requires a willingness to let yourself evolve as you move forward, as you move towards things. Some of the biggest times that I have owned a no has been after exploring something that was an, I don't know, maybe, is it this, is it this person? Is it this experience or does something not feel quite right here? In fact, one of my biggest no's happened very recently, about a little over two months ago. I got really clear that I was having an experience with a particular person after a series of experiences with different people that didn't feel right to me. That felt like it would be easy to explain, to justify, to dismiss, to even tolerate, but really realizing that I am a no for this. And specifically, I am a no for any relationships and situations where I am not seen and heard. And this is a no that I have been owning more and more over time in layers as I start to learn through saying, nope, not that. Nope, I didn't feel seen and heard there. Nope, that was not okay. That was manipulative. That was toxic. That was abusive. Sometimes it takes going through these different experiences and situations to more fully own and clarify our no. What are we saying no to? And in turn, what are we saying yes to? So being in relationships with people where I feel seen and heard, where I feel fully met has been very important to me throughout all of my relationships. 
I have deepened into that more and more over the last year and had an experience with somebody that was overall fine and good and loving and caring and sweet and realizing throughout all of that, I still don't feel like there is space for me. I still don't feel fully seen and heard in this situation with this person in, in this relationship that I am in. And getting really clear about why that mattered to me. My work in this lifetime, just like yours, is to show up fully aligned and fully expressed. That requires me, me being all of who I am here to be. And if I am in situations of any kind, be it platonic, be it romantic, be it professional, if all of me can't be here, that's shrinking me. That's me being small and taking up less space. That's not me owning my voice being who I'm here to be, creating the change that I'm here to create, contributing in the way that I am here to contribute. I'm shrinking. I'm being smaller. There's lots of reasons that this can happen. It can be because it's a toxic environment. It can be just because it's an incompatible space. It can be personality differences and clashes and difference in values and things like that. It can be a lot of things. Either way, it's a no for me. Any situation and relationship that cannot meet me fully is now a no for me. Getting really clear on that. Getting clear about what that meant for me and drawing a line in the sand. No more of that. No matter how close it was. No matter how better it was than other situations and experiences. No. And a couple of days after really landing in, when I say landing and that's like a full body ownership of the no, just the same as it is as a yes, it's a decision. It's a frequency of being decided. The root of decision means to cut off. So I decided this is a no for me. This is a yes for me. I haven't experienced this yes yet. I haven't experienced a situation in this context where I can just be all of me and I will feel completely holy, seen, understood, and met. I hadn't experienced that yet. So it would be easy to say that that's not possible because if I look at it historically, that hasn't happened yet. But we focus on what it is that we want. We claim our desire. We decide this and nothing less. We cut off everything else in doing that. We have to be decided. Decision is frequency. We talk a lot about this. There is a difference in being decided that something is happening versus hoping that maybe, I think one day I might. I was decided in that moment. And it didn't take anything ugly, anything awful, anything traumatic. It didn't take a rock bottom, having my back up against the wall. It was simply being in tune with myself and feeling into. This doesn't feel quite right. I don't feel like there's space for me in ways that are important to me because I have been building this relationship with myself. I have been leaning in more and more deeply into showing up fully aligned and fully expressed. So these decisions don't always have to happen because something bad or awful or traumatic happened. Oftentimes they do. Oftentimes that can be the catalyst for a really firm vow, commitment, promise to self, decision. But when you're really in a relationship with yourself, and that's your priority. When you value showing up fully aligned and fully expressed, and you're willing to be uncomfortable in that, you're willing to be in moments of uncertainty, even grief in making these decisions, 
when you're willing to do that, you're building this relationship to yourself. It can be small things. It can be gentle things. It can be loving things. It can be kind things. It can be happy things where you still tune in and you say, this is not quite right. This is still not what I want. This still doesn't align with my values. It doesn't move me towards the things that I say that I want. And you say, no, you decide. In decision, we cut off everything else. We say this and nothing less, which means no to that over there, to what's happening now, to where I'm standing now. When we say no, everything shifts around us because those things are no longer an option, which means we can only give our attention to things that are. We shift our way of being in the world. We're engaging with life differently now. We're engaging with life as someone who has said no to that and yes to this. We move differently. So for me, I said no. I got really certain on an even deeper level of what it means to feel seen, heard, and fully understood and fully met. And that I was unwilling to show up anymore as less than all of who I am. And that meant that I might set myself up for a lot of rejection, a lot of people not liking me, being polarizing, being too much. But a couple of days later, I had a phone call that completely changed my life, my work, everything. And I was able to see it for what it was, the conversation, the connection, the alignment, the space, the person. I was able to see all of that because I had said no to everything else. I had closed everything else out. I was decided and I was ready to find what I was looking for in this regard. And there it was. We have to own our no to align with the things that we want. And this can be really, really difficult because it means saying no to things that are almost what it is that we want and trusting that in saying no to those things that are almost, but not quite what it is that we want, we will align more quickly, more fully with what it is that we do want. That's really hard. In all areas of our life, saying no to the client that has the budget, has the type of project, but there's something that's misaligned, there's something that doesn't feel quite right. There's something that still rubs you the wrong way or asks you to show up in a way that you don't want to anymore. It's hard to say no to the home that is so close to being your dream home, having all of the amenities, the location, but that one thing that's really important to you isn't there. You have to say no with 97% of the rest of it being there. It's meeting the person who's lovely and kind and wonderful and warm. You feel safe with, you feel comfortable with, you experience things with you never have before. And yet there is still something there that is not right. You don't feel like you can be all of you. You don't feel like there's space for you. You don't feel like the values are aligned. Your body just says, mm, I don't think so. It's really hard because we want what we want and we're operating from scarcity mentality, thinking that if I say no to this, it's so close. Am I being greedy by saying no when 95% is there? And it has everything but that one thing. Is that one thing really important to me? We get wobbly 
around what it is that we want. Because what's in front of us is so close. And with a lot of things, we're really craving what it is that we want. Something that we really deeply desire. And when we think that maybe we almost have it, it's really hard to let that go. You have to be able to say no. You have to own that no. And the reason that you have to own it and be firm in it is because other people won't understand why it's a no when it's so close. This looks like exactly the thing that you said you wanted. Yeah, that little thing is off over there, but is it that big a deal? Other people don't know what's important to you. Other people don't know exactly where you need to hold the boundary that requires discernment, that requires a deeper relationship to self and intuition. You know what's negotiable and what's not. What things must be there for it to be a yes, and if they are not, it needs to be a no. And when we say no to things that are close but not quite right, sometimes there is a quiet period. Sometimes we align very quickly with a yes. That happened for me in this situation, and sometimes there is silence. There is silence. This is what Lacey Phillips calls the magic dark. This period where it's just crickets, it seems like nothing is happening, everything has come to a halt, there's no more new options, opportunities, pathways, possibilities. We start to panic. Should I have said yes? Should I have taken that job offer? Should I have just stayed with that person? Did I mess up? This requires deep trust in self and life, in our callings, and what feels right and true for us. Deep, deep trust to sit in that magic dark, in that period of nothingness, and stay committed. Continue owning our yeses and our noes. Continue saying no if the next thing is almost but not quite. It's really easy for other people to make us wobble in this, to make us feel like we're asking for too much, our standards are too high, we're being unreasonable, unrealistic, which is often just somebody telling you that they have not been able to own their yeses and their noes, that they believe they have to settle for less than what they desire, less than what they deserve that they have a limiting belief or a trauma around wanting too much, being too much, asking for too much, being unreasonable. None of that has anything to do with you. You have to stay true to your desire, which requires saying no. Now, it can be really difficult to say no if you have trauma around no. Your no not being respected you're no not being allowed, you're no not being an option. People overwhelming you, gaslighting you, manipulating you, bullying you, controlling you, abusing you. If it's really hard for you to say no, even to small things. I just recently reached out to somebody who does work for me off and on. They weren't available and they said no. It was really hard for them to say no. They knew that it was a safe space to say no with me. They're still really hard. A lot of us have this trauma around no, whether that's because our personality type, our winning strategy is people-pleasing oriented. You want to be and do everything for everyone else so that you get that love and belonging, that safety, security, and success. 
can be really scary to say no and think about potentially losing that, someone being mad at you, someone shaming you, not being available to show up for the people who need you, feeling like you're going to lose love over that. You're going to lose important relationships. And sometimes we have a trauma where it didn't matter if we said no. It was overrided. It was invalidated. It was made wrong. Bad things happened. I have a lot of trauma around telling men in particular no, not giving them what they want because bad things happened. Abuse, anger, harm, toxicity, manipulation, and death. Bad things happen. My body remembers that. That's trauma. So in certain situations, when I tell someone no, I I shake. It's the trauma processing out of my body. There is deep, debilitating fear. My heart pounds. And still I say no. Still I own and I honor my no. And it's really, really difficult. And every time that I do, it's an opportunity to heal more. So if it's hard for you to say no, there is a reason. And that reason simply requires support, processing, healing, clearing, repatterning. And when you say no and people respond poorly, that is not a reflection of you. That is not you being wrong for saying no. That is them not knowing how to handle it for whatever reason they can't handle it. That's not a reflection of you. You didn't do anything bad or wrong. But if your body and your nervous system doesn't know that, because that has not been true in the past, and the way that it has interpreted and internalized other people's reactions to you saying no, it's going to be really difficult. It's a nice idea, Stephanie, but still, I can't make myself say no. Or when I do, I freak out and I revert and I go back and I say yes. There's something there for you to heal, and that's a gift. Because in order to make the impossible inevitable, you have to be able to say no. You have to be able to decide to cut things off, to make them not an option for you. I got really clear in 2021 that I needed my life to look different, that I needed to feel like I was moving towards my goal of owning land of not being trapped in the systems of the world, of not being trapped in the city or the suburbs. And I was looking at apartments, knowing I was moving back to New Mexico, looking at places to rent, and my whole body said, no, I can't do it. So I owned that no fully. I owned that no fully, and I took it off the table. I decided which means that I cut off the option to rent a home in the suburbs or an apartment in the city. I took it off the table. That was really hard because I didn't know what that meant. What does that mean? What do I do? That's how you live unless you own a home. I didn't want to do that either. And it allowed me to open into different possibilities, different ways of living, of being, of moving through life. It allowed me to think differently. It allowed me to have the idea to claim the yes, the big, loud heck freaking yes of buying a camper, living in a camper. And then I had to start exploring options around that. I said, no, I decided I cut off, which seemed like an option that I couldn't cut off. 
which opened me to new possibilities. You can't open to new possibilities and pathways if you can't say no to what's a no. You can't run into, stumble upon, find, claim, hold on to the things that are meant for you, the people, the things, the opportunities, the experiences that are meant for you if you can't say no to the ones that aren't. You've got to be able to say no. So if you can't say no, if it's impossible, if it's scary, if it's debilitating, if you say no and you revert, there's something there for you to work on. You have to be able to own your no. If you want to live fully expressed, create a fully aligned life, do your work in the world, create the changes that are important to you, you have to own your no. What are you still saying yes to that's a no for you? And I get that your mind will have all these reasons why you can't say no. I can't, I can't say no to that work that's paying my bills right now. I can't say no to this job that I hate. I can't say no to this person that I'm married to, that I'm having a child with, whatever it is. You got to own the no. Why is it a no? What is a no for you? And maybe you can't just rip the bandaid off and up and leave all the things that are a no, but how do you get in motion on that? This is no longer a yes for me. And that's not a maybe. It's not a I will tolerate. It's not an until this happens. It's a no. What can I change? And I know that it's hard and it's scary and it feels impossibly overwhelming and it feels like I don't understand your circumstances. I know that there are things that are really hard to say no to because they are so debilitatingly terrifying because people don't handle them well, because people make you wrong and you get hurt. I know that. I know that it's hard and it's scary. Believe me, I know I have said no to things that I thought would kill me or other people. I have survived saying no and watching the consequences of that, the ripple of that, the choices, the poor choices that other people choose to make as a result of my no. And still I am here and I am happier than ever. It's hard work to own our no, to speak our no, to stand steady in our no. You still have to do it. So just tune in. You don't have to do anything big and hard today. You just have to own your no. What's a no for you? And you might not even know yet what's a yes, but if you know that this is a no, explore why. What's not right here? What's wrong for you? What are you tolerating that's intolerable to you? That's a no for you. That's not okay. That doesn't feel right. That's misaligned. What's a no? Can you own that? And if you really struggle to own your no, please reach out for support. We will link to resources, including coaching, acupressure, to support you with owning your no and consider joining me for actualize. You can sign up at any time for the do it yourself version that will help you come into fuller alignment with yourself to know yourself more fully, to build that relationship to your intuition, your body, so that you can own your yeses and your nos. It will give you process work to start healing and clearing things. And if you want to work together one-on-one, I have openings for one-on-one ongoing work where we can get really clear on these things and you will have the support that you need to move through all of the trauma and the fears and the limiting beliefs to repattern and rewire them so that you can not only own your no, but you can start speaking it. Even if you're terrified, even if you're shaking and trembling, I still tremble through certain no's so that you can get to your yeses more quickly so that you can feel happy and fulfilled, fully aligned and fully expressed. 
So check out the show notes for some resources and I will be back soon. Thank you so much for joining me today and being a part of our incredible community of purpose-driven individuals. If you are ready to put these teachings into practice in your own life, head on over to www.stephaniezamora.com slash podcast, where you'll get access to our collection of actionable and easy to implement workbooks. That includes our renowned methodology for making the impossible inevitable that's helped hundreds of individuals worldwide get into motion on their most important goals. Plus, our comprehensive guide to stopping self-sabotage and navigating the terror barrier with more grace and ease. We'd love your help in getting the message out and growing our community, so please take a moment to share this episode, subscribe to the podcast, and leave us a review on iTunes. I'll catch you in the next episode.